Let us pray. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. To Aaron, Gabrielle, and Izzy. To your family, to Jeff's parents who watch from afar. May God's peace be with you this day and in the days to come. My friends, we've already heard these wonderful messages of Jeff's life and legacy, and so I promise that I won't hold you long, but like all good preachers, I do come with three points. My first one is, we must not let the way in which Jeff died be the defining moment of his life. Let me say that again, we cannot let the way that Jeff died be the totality of his life. Yes, Jeff's, Jeff's death by suicide was tragic and heartbreaking. But as you've heard from his friends and his loved ones, Jeff's life was nothing, nothing tragic at all. Jeff's life as a son, as a husband, as a father, friend, and colleague, his life was beautiful. Jeff was brilliant and yet by all accounts humble. He lived a full life that was worth celebrating, a life filled with kindness, with love, with passion. As Gabrielle and Isabella said in their notes about him, Jeff was a goofball, their goofball. A guy who told silly jokes, who loved music, who explored the great outdoors and enjoyed sports, especially his now defunct Connecticut whalers. Yes, we've heard it. Jeff lived a life as a public servant, and he was a wonderful public servant, deeply committed to advancing public transit for the good of our city and for the betterment of our earth. But above all of that, Jeff was a family man, a man who loved his family. And so Aaron, Gab, and Izzy, I pray that in the weeks and months and the years to come, as you wrestle with the grief and all that will come with it, I pray that you will find comfort and solace in knowing that Jeff's love, that pure, sweet love, that love is unending. Death cannot still that love that you all share for one another in your hearts. And so may the reminder, the sweet memories of his love forever outshine the tragedy of his death. And I also want you all to know, and I want everyone here to understand that this is not your fault. Friends, over the last two weeks, I've heard the stories. I've heard people recounting the last moment when they talked to Jeff, trying to see, did they say something wrong? Did they ask the wrong question? 
Did they hurt his feelings? Did they forget to tell him how much they cared about him? I've heard the stories, and so I understand, rightfully, that we're all asking all of these questions. But I stand here today to let you know unequivocally that this isn't your fault. Jeff's death isn't your fault. The reality is we will feel what we feel. But friends, I want to invite you to work with people to move past the feelings of guilt and to transfer those feelings, that energy, that passion that you have, into doing the work that Aaron has so begged us to do. Reach out if you are struggling. If you need help, ask for it. If you work for MARTA, there are grief counselors available to you. Go and see them. If you know someone who's struggling, get them help. And some of you, like me, sit in seats of power where we can advance legislation, policies that help make access to mental health care more available to all. I urge you to use your platform to reduce the stigma around mental illness, to call for new legislation that will help make sure everyone has access to the mental health care that we all deserve. And I also want to acknowledge that there are some of us here, some of you like me who grew up in a church or in a household, or maybe you had some life experience that lets you believe, that made you believe that some decisions are unforgivable. Now, the truth is, most of us are too sophisticated, too polite, or maybe just too Southern to say it out loud, but I know that there's someone sitting here today or watching on the live stream who is wondering, can Jeff ever be at peace? Some of you are wondering if God truly receives the souls of those who die by suicide. And so for my third point this day, I just want to set the record straight. Friends, God loves all God's children, all of us. The God that I know, the God that Jeff so deeply loved, that God loves each and every one of us. And we learn in our holy scriptures that there is nothing no, nothing that can separate us from the love of God. You heard his cousin Betsy read it. The psalmist asked the question, where can we go from your spirit? Where can we flee from your presence, O God? And then we learn that even if we climb the highest mountain or make our bed in the grave, God is there. Let me bring this psalm home to Atlanta, friends. Even if you climb to the top of Mount Arabia or transcend to the depths of the Bellwood Quarry, God is there. Nothing, nothing can separate us. And so on this day, in just a few moments, we will pray together the commendation 
It is a prayer in which we commend to God Jeff's beloved soul. And we will pray this prayer with the great confidence in knowing that God always receives God's own. And while we will never understand the tragic decision that Jeff made, we will pray to a God who we know was with Jeff during seasons of joy and in his moment of deepest sorrow. And we will pray with confidence to a God who is with Jeff forevermore. Finally, dear ones, even as you bear the unspeakable burdens that life may present before you, know this. Know that you are loved. Suicide is not the answer. And my friends, you are never, never alone. Amen.